Around 4.6 million years ago, our solar system was just a mass cloud of hydrogen, helium and many other elements, created from the death of a star as it exploded in a supernova. Under the influence of gravity, more dense patches gathered together and formed chunks of rock and ice, eventually forming planets if there was enough of them. If not, they just remained as chunks of rock and ice, which we call asteroids and comets. Welcome to Drunken Time Travel. This is Drunken Science. <laughs> I you forgot. You almost forgot what I it was. I almost forgot. Well, in fact, I did for a second forget what this was. Hello, everyone. Professionalism. It's the gaps. Professionalism. <laughs> Yesterday, we're going to be talking about comets, and in particular, Comet Ison, rather topically. Oh, oh topically. Ratherish. Ratherish, okay. Well, On the rather scale, it's a number five. So we're not talking about asteroids? Mm, not particularly, no. Okay. I will mention them, I'm <laughs> sure. Not not the game, then, no. 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 I, I, I will delve into the whole area. The asteroid of, area. Of space, rock things. You Would you like me to continue? I'd love you to continue. Yeah, excellent. So basically, the main collection of asteroids can be found in what we surprisingly call the asteroid belt. A very imaginative naming scheme. This is located between Mars and Jupiter. It's not literally a belt, though, is it? How would you define a belt? Uh, a thing you put around your waist to keep your trousers up. Mm, I don't think that quite fits the description, then, no. And uh, lying beyond at Neptune, uh, we have a large collection of comets in what we call the Kuiper Belt, which is also not a belt. Once again, not a belt. <laughs> Hash, not a belt. <laughs> There's also the Oort Cloud. Is this a cloud, Gav? How are, we, how are we going to define a cloud? Is it What kind of cloud is it? It's, it's just like... Does lots. it rain? Does it rain no. from the Oort Cloud? Is it Oort no. Cloud or Oort Cloud? And I'm calling it the Oort Cloud. Okay. Well, I'm the calling Oort it... Cloud. I'm calling it the Oort Cloud. <laughs> It'd be whatever you want to call it. I don't know what that accent is. <laughs> it's so, a new one. <laughs> you can file it under B, as in barricade. Yeah. That one lies at the edge of the solar system. Uh, essentially, asteroids are rocky or metal-based objects, whereas comets are balls of ice and dust. Uh, many comets have an elliptical orbit that takes them across the paths of other planets, and around past the Sun. Uh, some of the furthest comets have elliptical periods of up to 30 million years. See, I could make a joke there about PMT, but I'm not going And the closest can be around 200 years. As the comet approaches the Sun and warms up, ice starts evaporating to create the comet's coma, which is a cloud of all the evaporated gas and dust that comes off it. Is it a coma? Or a corona? No. The uh, coma is often a thousand times larger than the nucleus of the comet itself, and can be as big as Jupiter. As it moves through the solar system, it leaves behind it a trail of gas and dust. And at the same time, it is also pushed away by pressure from the sun that creates a curved tail behind it as well, essentially making a second tail, which is usually called the ion tail. This is caused by the uh, sun's plasma field radiating out, radiating out from the sun, which ionizes the comet's gas and leaves the trail directly leading away from the sun. In this respect, the comet can have a tail going in front of it 
when it is heading away from the sun. So when you said when really you said yeah, right. when you said when you said you were talking about comets, this isn't the uh, failed electronic story. No, no. Okay. That'll be the next one, I think. Well, why not? You've done uh, oil drilling. Incidentally, NASA hmm? recently discovered on the tenth of September an asteroid that had six tails, uh, which is. Likely to have been caused due to the asteroid spinning so fast that its surface started to break up and on six separate occasions ejected a trail of rock and dust. Alright, not that it was inbred. It wasn't in a pie either. Or is what? <laughs> six tails in a pie? No, you said in a bread. Oh, it wasn't in, in a pie. pie. Right. I thought you were doing uh, some kind of 3 2 1 clue there. No, it was just wordplay. Just simple wordplay. Yeah. Yeah, when comics and asteroids collide and break up into tiny bits, they turn into... I want into to see the what? show that's called When Comets and Asteroids Collide and Break Up into Tiny Bits. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. It's a long time. Well, you got things like when insects mm-hmm. attack. So when comets and asteroids collide and break up into tiny bits would be good. Mm-hmm. Be interesting. Into a thousand bits. No, that's a supernova. Okay. Yeah, they break up into uh, meteoroids. And then when a meteoroid enters the Earth's atmosphere and burns up, it creates what we call a meteor, or a shooting star. The meteor shower happens when the Earth passes through the tail of a comet, and all the bits of dust and rock burn up in the atmosphere. And if a piece of rock manages to fall through the Earth's atmosphere without being evaporated and crashes into the Earth, these are then meteorites. Uh-huh. Well, like the ones that fell on Russia? Just like them. Just like that. That fortunately everyone reported. Obviously, a comet's journey through the solar system is perilous and violent. A giant ejection of solar material from the sun could rip its tail off. It's very violent. Before it reaches Mars, at some 230 million miles away from the sun, the radiation of the sun begins to boil its water, the first step towards breaking apart. And if it survives all this, the intense radiation and pressure as it flies near the surface of the sun could destroy it altogether. Comet Ison was first discovered in September 2012, about 585 million miles away. Being its first trip around the Sun too, it's still made up of pristine matter from the solar system's formation, and yet to lose any layers to the Sun's radiation. Does Ison stand for anything? Yeah, I can't remember what. Okay, good research. <laughs> I knew there was something I forgot. <laughs> Is it like is it like uh, international standard? Uh, it's like an ISBN, but but, but it's <laughs> international standard ox number. And I know it has an official standard designation, like CB two eight three nine or something like that as well. But uh, but ISON does stand for something. I think it's after the no, that begins with that begins with an The team that discovered it. Oh. But I'm not too 100% sure on that one. I see orange. Is that a quiz team? <laughs> it is now. Anyway, because of the, uh, the pristine matter that's made up, it's made it a great opportunity for scientists to observe and learn more about the solar system and the sun too. They do like that learning. It didn't teach them anything. That'll <laughs> learn them. The initial observations suggest it might be a big one, and... And heading you, can't just, on a path, you can't just start a sentence like that. I can't. And heading on a path close to the sun, which led to speculation about it being comet of the century. They should have called it Icarus. There was probably already one taken. Probably. But yeah. this one's literally 
blew close to the sun and, and melted. Just like Icarus. See? Yeah, but they didn't know it was going to melt beforehand. Well, they could. Maybe that's where the eye starts from. And it, it's not the first sun grazer that we've ever had either. So, sun grazer, let me just throw that in there. <laughs> yes. Which is just the name we give to a comet that goes really, really close to the sun. And sorry, has sorry, potential sorry, to. Sorry, we give? Yeah. <laughs> As in the human race. The human race. The human scientific race. Is it like the universe? It is like the universe. I'm going into accents again. Well, I'll try not to. Maybe your New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they reckoned it could be quite a spectacular sight. But nobody really knew what was going to happen to it. It could have easily just uh, silently slipped around the sun and barely anybody noticed. In January, it was observed there. It was observed to be shedding 112,000 pounds of dust and 130 pounds of water every minute. Still too far from the sun, at 460 million miles away, for water to be evaporated. It was also measured to have an eccentricity of greater than 1. Basically, if something has an orbit eccentricity of 0, it's a purely circular orbit. Uh, 1 or more, um, well... As you get towards 1, it gets more and more oval. And then greater than 1, it's got a hyperbolic escape trajectory. And will leave the solar system. But as it's moved through the solar system, its uh, eccentricity dropped just below 1. So that bad boy was going to come back round again. Is it this in the point in your, in your notes that you just get, <laughs> you just get bored? So in May, at 386 million miles away, Hubble estimated to be only about 3 miles wide, much smaller than initially thought. The tail, incidentally, was 57 million miles long. That is long. It is. Uh, Towards the end of July, it would have entered what is called the frost line and started evaporating water at around 250 million miles. It would have been brighter too because of the increased coma, if you like, around it. Chicken? Chicken coma. Chicken, uh, it would have its ass on fire. <laughs> Not from a coma. No, from a coma, no. But anyway, it wouldn't have got bright that much so that you could see it through binoculars. Anyway, it wasn't till October uh, when till you could see the comet Ison through binoculars, having just passed Mars. The, uh, the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter measured Ison to be only 0.5 miles in diameter. Far, far smaller than originally expected. I mean, you can walk into town for mm. On the 14th of November, it was just about visible to the naked eye at dark sites. And on the November 28th, it reached perihelion, which is the closest point to the sun, skimming just 730,000 miles above the surface, which leads into a statement from NASA. Born in a dusty and turbulent environment, Comet Ison spent its early years being jostled and struck by siblings, both large and small. Surviving a particularly violent first few million years, Ison retreated to the Oort Cloud, where it maintained a largely reclusive existence for nearly 4 billion years. Around 3 million BC, a chance encounter with a passing star coerced Ison into undertaking a pioneering career as a sungrazer. On September 21st, 2012, Ison made itself known to us and allowed us to catalogue the most extraordinary part of its spectacular vacational calling. Never one to follow convention, Ison lived a dynamic and unpredictable life. 
alternating between periods of quiet reflection and violent outbursts. However, its toughened exterior belied a complex and delicate inner working that only now we are just beginning to understand. In late 2013, Comet Ison demonstrated not only its true beauty, but a surprising turn of speed as it reached its career-defining moment in the inner solar system. Tragically, on November 28, 2013, Ison's tenacious ambition outweighed its ability and our shining green candle in the solar wind began to burn out. Survived by approximately several trillion siblings, Comet Ison leaves behind an unprecedented legacy for astronomers and the eternal gratitude of an enthralled global audience. In Iceland's memory, donations are encouraged to your local astronomy club, observatory, or charity that supports STEM and science outreach programs for children. They were bored that day, weren't they? Are you t- making fun of uh, NASA's obituary? So, yes, officially, it's dead. Iceland is pretty it's much no more. dead. It's an ex-comet. There's been hints of... Uh, potential sightings of bits of it or just a tiny bit of it emerging from behind the sun but nothing conclusive yet as of the Jan- january the 16th we will the earth will almost cross its orbital plane and we will be able to look if you like down its tail and if there is anything still surviving of it because because uh, you're looking down its path we will have a better chance of seeing it and uh, there are some scientists that have postulated that because we haven't seen anything since it's left, it has, uh, it's broken apart into small but larger than usual parts that don't actually reflect light, unlike the normal micro-fragments that it normally splits into. And if that is the case, we may be able to see it on the 16th. Fucking reaching, though, if you ask me. <laughs> it's gone, baby. I say. Well, there we are. May you rest in peace. Goodbye, Commodore Song. We never knew what you stood for. Soupy twist. Soupy twist.